0: Them.
1: Breaking down AEW, double or nothing tomorrow night. Plus, a retired WWE superstar had a return stopped by doctors and
2: arguments for why Becky Lynch isn't the toughest person in
1: the world. For Friday, May the 22nd, 2020, this is your Cultaholic Wrestling News. Correct. You're a mistake
2: or I'm going to break this man's arm. Wow. Looks like he's your favorite too. Mr. Moxley, listen to me. You do not call the shots. And now you have made your bed, and Saturday, I'm gonna put you to sleep in it. Saturday night, all you had to do, Mox, you want your belt back? All you had to do was ask. And Saturday night now, it's just me and you. Look in my eyes, Mox, look in my eyes. I mean business, you you made this personal. Now at a time like this, unfortunately, we all have to make sacrifices. So for tonight, I'm leaving. Let's go, boys. He, are we supposed to believe that he's sacrificing? Is it? Am I right? He's sacrificing ten here.
0: It sound they're, like they're, they're walking out. He must think because he's leaving, Moxie won't do what he proclaimed he going to do.
2: See you Saturday.
1: Oh my God! God. No! 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 Oh! John Moxley just obliterated that arm of 10. So tomorrow, AEW Double or Nothing goes down from Daly's place in Jacksonville, Florida. Cody Rhodes led a media call talking about the event and plans for AEW going forward. He said that 90% of what we are going to see tomorrow at Double or Nothing is what was creatively planned prior to the pandemic. Obviously, a few people can't be there as a result of travel issues and other things as well. But we're pretty much where we need to be. Cody said the TNT champion won't be in the top five rankings for the world title. There was a a bit of discussion about this between Cody and Tony Khan. They don't know how the new title is going to work. So they aren't committing to being uh, a mid-card title or anything like that. He also claims that he hasn't seen the belt yet. So we have no idea what it looks like. Uh, He said the plan's... For the foreseeable future for AEW Dynamite is to stay in Jacksonville, Florida, to stay at Daly's place, as opposed to traveling to different locations, which could add to the risk of infection. He's very excited uh, to get to work in front of fans again very soon. And over the next two weeks, he's expected to announce some rescheduled dates for previously postponed shows. He's remaining optimistic despite what experts think about the return to arena shows. With regards to Mike Tyson being a part of Double or Nothing, Cody says that this came about after a meeting with Mike last year in Las Vegas, saying that someone with an element of prestige presenting the belt is a really nice final touch for the show tomorrow night. So, how does Double or Nothing shake down for tomorrow night then? Your full card is as follows Dustin Rhodes and Sean Spears going one on one with Tully Blanchard in Sean Spears' corner. This was a match that was made on Dynamite this past. Wednesday we're gonna see the first ever stadium stampede match Matt Hardy and the elite taking on the inner circle goodness knows that's gonna be a beautiful amount of chaos uh, the tag team uh, t- the a tag team match will determine top contenders for the AEW World Tag Team Belts, A private party taking on best friends on the pre-show. Dr. Britt Baker is facing Chris Statlander one-on-one. We understand that Britt Baker does indeed have an injury. We don't know at this stage how it is going to be affecting uh, the match that she's having on, on tomorrow night's show, if at all. Obviously, when we know more, you will know more as well. No DQ, no count out for the AEW Women's Championship. It's going to be Nyla Rose versus Hikaru Shida. A, a Casino ladder match for a future shot at the AEW World Championship is happening as well. Darby Allin, Colt Cabana, Orange Cassidy, Ray Phoenix, Scorpio Sky, Kip Sabian, Frankie Kazarian, Luchasaurus, and one more to be announced. The rules of the match, it's kind of like a gauntlet with a ladder scenario in the middle of it so there'll be two that start every 90 seconds somebody else enters the match but the ladder match is in play throughout the whole thing so at any point somebody can climb up and retrieve the casino chip to determine the winner so it could be a case of the match ends before all the contestants have come out uh also mjf is going to be taking on jungle boy one on one we will see the finals of the AEW TNT Championship Tournament as Cody faces Lance Archer. Cody's got Arn Anderson and Brandy Rhodes in his corner, and Lance Archer has the the silver tongue of Jake the Snake Roberts. In his corner as well. And finally, for the AEW World Championship, John Moxley defends against Brody Lee. That is how AEW Double or Nothing shakes up tomorrow night. Adam pacitti will be doing live reactions on the Cultaholic YouTube channel. And then come Sunday, we will have all your usuals: AEW Double or Nothing, Graded, the WTF moments from Double or Nothing. We'll break everything down on the Cultaholic YouTube channel. Backstage here in Memphis at WWE Fastlane, we have new WWE Tag Team Champions Cesaro and Tyson Kidd. Gentlemen, first of all, congratulations. A lot of people think you're the team to beat in 2015. What does tonight mean to you two? Tom, let's be real. A lot of people didn't think we were the tag team to beat. Fact. Fact. You see, guys like you and guys like these people are a bunch of bandwagon jumpers that want to jump on the bandwagon now, but... It's just a little bit too late. Fact. See, we're about to drop a lot of facts on you here. Pound for pound, we are the best tag team in the WWE. And if you don't believe me, these are the facts.
2: See, myself and Tyson just started teaming two months and 22 days ago. Fact. And back then, people doubted us. People didn't believe Tyson Kidd and Cesaro didn't have what it takes. Fact. And you know what now? We have these bad boys. WWE Tag Team Championship Gold going into the biggest event in sports entertainment history. WrestleMania. Fact. And we're the champs. We're the team to beat. And there's nobody that can touch us when we step inside of this ring. Fact. So you and those people can believe what you want you can you can think what you want me and tyson know we're the best and we have always been the best fact
1: he's, he's pretty fired up but can't blame him as usual pleasure's been all yours Fact.
2: Rising from the crowd, echoes of the-
1: Tyson Kidd in the news today. Uh, He was talking to the Win Column podcast and revealed that he wanted to make an appearance in a recent Royal Rumble, but was not cleared. Tyson tells the story. I did look into doing a little something in a Royal Rumble, so that could be my last chapter, and it didn't work out. I did get looked at, and things are good, but things are not at that level in terms of my neck. So Tyson Kidd's story. Uh, He joined the WWE in 2009. He was one of the first stars of NXT, sort of post-the-wacky-game-show era. He headlined the first-ever TakeOver in a belter of a match against Adrian Neville in May of 2014. He went on to become a multi-time WWE tag team champion with David Hartsmith and with Cesaro. And it was in 2015 when he took a muscle buster from Samoa Joe that caused a spinal cord injury. 16 staples, four screws and a rod in his neck later and Tyson Kidd is forced to retire. I mean, it's lucky that he is still alive and walking. The amount of work that he has had done uh, on his on his back and on his spine and on his neck. Uh, now he works as a WWE producer. He was hired to work full-time helping the talent in 2017. And he says, I'm at peace with everything. He said, I love what I do now and I love being a part of working with talent. Genuinely gutted that Tyson Kidd didn't get to go out on his own terms. But it sounds, it sounds like, as he said there, that uh, he's at peace with things which I think is all that you can hope for when something like this happens to somebody. WWE Hall of Famer Ric Flair took to Twitter to make the announcement that he has signed a brand new deal with WWE. The tweet stated, limousine riding, jet flying, styling and profiling, then, now, forever with WWE. Woo! He adds, uh, in amongst that, the photo of him signing on the dotted line for WWE. Uh, last appeared on programming properly in person in November as part of Crown Jewel in Saudi Arabia, where it was Team Hogan versus Team Flair. And we haven't seen him on WWE TV since then. Obviously, he was part of Triple H's 25th anniversary via FaceTime. Uh, No doubt we'll see some more of him now He signed a new deal. Uh, We're going to see more of him in June, actually, because uh, Charlotte Flair revealed on The Bump this week that there is a WWE 24 documentary all about Ric Flair, which is coming up on June the 7th. (laughs) Last night's Double or Nothing Go Home episode of AEW Dynamite pulled in 701,000 viewers. It is up 7% from last week. It was up against NASCAR on FS1, uh, which meant that even the fact they'd gone up and did a good number like that was very impressive. Not so much good news for NXT, though, on the USA Network. Last night's NXT was down 2% from last week, averaging 592,000 viewers. The combined viewership of uh the dynamite and nxt was the third lowest since the start of the wednesday night wars nxt didn't even make the top 50 this week uh ended up at about number 53 in the and uh, very down in all demographics not a great turnaround for nxt this one uh but it's good to see aew going into dynamite at least on an up uh, going into double or nothing rather at least on an upswing In a recent interview with Gary Cassidy, Tainara Conti has revealed she has a strong desire to compete in Japan. She says, I really want to wrestle in Japan. I don't know when it's going to happen. I don't know how, but I will make it happen because that is a big step for me. I want to do it all because I don't know anything about wrestling outside of WWE. Everything is so new for me. I'm excited and I want to learn. I want to live everything all the companies i want to know everything i want to meet new people i want to wrestle with new people and i want to learn from them i'm just so excited i'm not sure about my next step but i know that i will do my best uh tainara conti has this fire in her right now every interview i see her do she's really up for getting out there and wrestling again and i'm really excited to see that Chris Jericho was on My Mom's Basement, which is a barstool sports podcast, revealing some details about one of WCW's most bizarre creations, the Kiss Demon. Uh, Gene Simmons, according to Chris Jericho, was the one that came up with the idea and actually first took it to Vince McMahon. So he went to Vince and pitched him the idea of doing a Kiss Demon wrestler and then having a star child, a spaceman, and a cat man, and then having four female versions as well. Vince then turned it down. Eric Bischoff, however, said yes, and WCW went as far as to make the Kiss Demon a thing. So you may remember the Kiss Demon from 2000 WCW, first portrayed by Brian Adams, then portrayed by Dale Torborg. The idea was to sort of form a sci-fi faction of Kiss-related characters. But we didn't really get any further than Dale Torborg as the Kiss Steven before the, the whole thing completely dissipated. Chris Jericho ends the discussion saying it was totally the brainchild of Gene Simmons to introduce it. I wasn't there, and obviously it didn't do very well, but that was the end of it. But at one point, there were supposed to be at least four of them. Rhea Ripley was on Flash Morgan Webster's podcast. She said that she was not originally planned to win the NXT Women's Championship. When she was setting up for her first match against Shayna Baszler, they had a finish that saw... Uh, Rhea Ripley win by DQ to build to the title change. However, that wasn't meant to be the case at all. Uh, The original plan was Shayna Baszler was going to pin Rhea Ripley clean and then move on to other things. However, in the build, the crowd reaction was so good for Rhea Ripley that they made the decision to do what they did, which is a DQ finish and then a title change later on in the year. It shows you the importance of a live crowd at the moment even when there's none in wrestling right now and like someone like a drake maverick could really do with a live crowd right now with his career hanging in the balance the idea of a crowd like chanting his name louder and prouder than ever before would probably keep him in a job if it hasn't done so already with regards to other wrestling companies coping during the pandemic an internal message in cmll stated not to expect any shows with fans until september at the earliest in mexico city now this is because cmll makes its revenue primarily from producing live events so empty arena shows don't make as much sense as they would for almost every other major company Uh, mexico city has been hit really hard uh, as part of the pandemic which is also a big part of the issue so if you can't make money on the gate there's no point doing shows at all also, from the Wrestling Observer, this comes MLW uh, have some exciting plans afoot. Court Bauer tweeted The deal I've been hinting at is done. Cannot wait to share this one with our fans, our locker room, and our crew. It fortifies our future. Now, according to the Observer, the deal should be announced at any time and is believed to be a streaming deal with a major carrier. Big marks for. MLW and the way that they have conducted themselves during this pandemic because uh, Kurt Bauer has said he doesn't want to run shows without fans in attendance. So it just so happened that they had a story where Contra, the evil faction, took over MLW and that has explained their hiatus. It's beautiful, serendipitous storyline timing. And finally, with everybody homeschooling at the moment as a result of the pandemic, BBC Bite Size have been getting celebrities uh, dropping videos, teaching little elements of different classes. And one of those who has been getting her chops around the English language is former WWE Raw Women's Champion Becky Lynch. This comes from the BBC Bite Size Twitter. Here's a
2: bite sized English lesson on writing to argue. A written argument is not the same as a verbal argument with your friends, which is often full of passion and you say strongly what you think. I think you're totally wrong. Oh, oh yeah? Well, let's settle this in the ring. When you write to argue, your audience is strangers, not friends. This means a more formal, fair, and structured approach is more likely to work. Weighing up the pros and cons make you seem much more fair-minded. Is Becky Lynch the toughest person in the world? But remember, when writing to argue, you have to show both sides of the argument. Arguments for why Becky Lynch isn't the toughest person in the world. Can't think of any. Even though the school year has changed, it's really important that you keep learning. Head to BBC Bite Size for daily lessons, guides, quizzes, and videos to help you keep learning.
1: Becky Lynch said to be a mum around December. I imagine she's spending the time schooling up on a lot of other things as well as uh, arguing in the English language. That will do it for your Cultaholic Wrestling news for today. At Cultaholic.com right now, five unique reasons why titles were vacated. Uh, Sean Michaels, it's quite a few of these, <laughs> you'll be surprised to hear. On the podcast feed over this weekend, a brand new episode of the Cultaholic Classic Raw Review. Myself and Justin Henry are watching classic episodes of WWF Raw, and we are deep into 1994. Uh, it's a funny time for wrestling, at least as fans in attendance, I guess. And on the Cultaholic YouTube channel, we've ranked every 2016 WWE pay-per-view from worst to best. And you can get your opinions in on the YouTube channel right now. There were some belters that year that I totally forgot about. So, with Monday being a bank holiday in the UK, I will speak to you on Tuesday. Don't forget to join us. Love you. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder
2: of Pretty Litter.